Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Fnerly and you're listening to the Sports Roundup Show here on the podcast. It's episode 220 of the show. Now today's show is brought to you in association with the local enterprise office here in Leitrim. And you can find out more information about their online trading voucher on localenterprise.ie forward slash Leitrim. Now here at Leitrim Daily we are helping some small and medium sized businesses around the county to develop those projects to get themselves into the 21st century and trading online. And if you want more information on that as well as contacting the local enterprise office we would be more than happy to help you through that process and help you develop that website or whatever it is that you want to get yourself into the modern age with the technology in your business. You can get in touch with us, info at leitrimdaily.com or hit us up on any of our social medias at Leitrim Daily. We'd be more than happy to help you and to maybe guide you through that process. Now, that's enough about that. On to our sport. There was a very small range of sports across the county this week. The focus mainly on Gaelic games, but there was one small matter of a national final at the National Athletics Championships over the weekend. Gerard O'Donnell of Carrick and Shannon Athletic Club was in action in the 110 metre hurdles final. He was the defending champion. In fact, he had won it for each of the last three years and he did go ahead a fantastic run in a time of 13.96 to get his fourth in a row title, but his fifth overall in that 110 metres hurdles and he's really made that event his own over the last few years. We will be talking to Jared later in the programme. We'll be hearing all about the event but also we'll be checking in on his career, how the year has been for him so far, how has it been for everybody but Jared's going to tell you in his own words and also we'll also hear about what he has planned for the next 12 months and maybe with one eye towards five rings next year and see if that's a realistic target for Jared. Not to put any pressure on him but he's well used to dealing with pressure and we'll hear from him later in the show. Now in terms of Gaelic games let's take a quick look through the results of the senior and intermediate football championship games of the weekend and it was of course the quarterfinal weekend in both competitions and also there was a small matter of the relegation and promotion playoffs as to which teams will be dropping out of both grades of football over the weekend. So we'll get through all those results now. In the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship on Saturday, Mohull defeated Alan Gales 3-16 to 2 goals and 8 points, while Fianna St. Collins joined them in the semi-finals 2-14 to 1-8. They were drawn together in the draw later on Sunday afternoon. On Sunday afternoon in the other two quarterfinals, Shauna Heslins won six, Glencar Manor Hamilton 12 points, and Melvin Gales 12 points, St Mary's Kiltard 215. And those two sides paired up in the semi finals of the championship. So the semi final draw of the championships Glencar Manor Hamilton versus St Mary's, and Fina St Collins versus Mull in the last four of that competition, those games to be played in two weeks' time. The final game, of course, was the relegation playoff between Ahawillan and their neighbours Drum Riley and it was Ahawillan who won that game 2.19 to 1.4 a very one-sided game there and Drum Riley finally drop out of the top flight they've managed to battle their way to survival in that grade for many many years and unfortunately for that the Drum Riley men they see themselves drop out they've had a tough year this year in terms of availability and injuries and an ageing squad they won't thank me for that but it's just the, the reality of it life for a lot of clubs in that grade and Drum Riley will be in the intermediate championship next year but a chance for them to regroup Oha will and of course they get to play another season at senior championship level and they'll be looking for a better run out next year 
than they managed this year. In terms of the Intermediate Championship, again, two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. In the quarterfinal stages of the competition, Carry Gallon won eight, Drumkieran ten points. A somewhat surprising result there. Drumkieran well fancied coming into that game, but Carry Gallon not having it at all. One point victory for them there, one eight to ten points. While in the other quarterfinal played on Saturday, Gortletra 5-15, Ochnashielen 2-6. A very solid victory for Gortletra there. And they are looking good in that championship. But they await a semi-final draw with the victors of the first game played on Sunday morning. And that was between Drummaher and Ballon Glare. And Drummaher won that game 2-20 to 1-7. A very comfortable victory in the end for Drummaher. They play Gortletra in the semi-final. While Borna Kula had a blistering start, but unfortunately were beaten by two points. Anaduff, 15 points, Bornacula, 2-7. And Anaduff will now go on and play Carrie Gallen in the semi-final of the Intermediate Championship. The relegation playoff, Eslin and Kiltubbard clashed. Uh, both sides had struggled this season, and it was Kiltubbard who edged them out by four points, 1-14 to 1-10, a victory there for Kiltubbard. They retain their intermediate status for next year. Eslin, the junior kingpins in the county, see themselves drop out of the intermediate football and they will contest the junior championship next year. Now plenty of local action from the Gaelic pitches across the county to bring you in plenty of different voices across all of the games from the weekend. But first we're going to start with Jared O'Donnell. Another string to his bow as he added his fifth senior 110 meter hurdles title to his cv and it's some cv that he's building for himself on the athletics track congratulations to jared O'Donnell. here's the chat i had with him earlier today Now, we'd like to welcome a new voice to the podcast. We've been around a year and we've been chasing him for a while, but he's a hard man to catch hold of as the rest of the field found in the final of the national championships in the 110 metre hurdles yesterday afternoon. In terms of his results, it's his fifth national title, his fourth in a row. Jared O'Donnell, you're very, very welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bradley. Jared, let's talk about yesterday's race, first of all, because I watched it back on, on Twitter afterwards. It was a fantastic start, and then you just pulled away from the field, and it really was a case of men against boys uh, in terms of the gap between you and the rest of the field. It's taken you a while to get to this level in athletics, but you really seem to be the dominant force in that 110-metre field at the moment. Yeah, no, I was happy out to get a win yesterday. You know, any national title is always a special one, and to win four in a row was something you know, I never would have dreamed of. And like you said, it's taken me a while to get to that level that, my first national medal didn't come around till I was 26, and now I have, I have seven national titles overall between indoors and outdoors. Like, so, to, if you had given me that 10 years ago, would it would have been in, would have been in disbelief. So, no, it was a great one to get. And like you said, I, I got out pretty well. And then, you know, once I got into my running, I just had to try and keep a smooth race, and I knew I'd be comfortable. But you know, with with lockdown and everything that was going on this year, you never really knew what sort of shape you're in. So I'm glad I got out a good time as well. I suppose we've heard a lot about the impact of COVID and the lockdown on team sports in this neck of the woods. It's really all about Gaelic football and we've talked a bit about soccer as well on the show. But athletics is very much an, an isolation sport. You're on your own. It's you and the track against other individuals. How has COVID affected you and your compatriots, I suppose, in terms of the athletics world? Yeah, so I train in quite a big group in Dublin. Um, there's about maybe 15 or close to 20 in the winter myself and uh, Lions and Aideen Sinnott to work as kind of a, a coaching trio in that group as well. But um, 
once the lockdown hit, most of our athletes are students, so they were uh, dispersed all over the country. And I was the same. I was back down in Carrick for something like eight to ten weeks. Um, so it became a very, very individualized then. Like even though we're all training for our individual goals normally, you used to have some sort of a team ethos and team spirit around training, and you had a bit of crack that you'd, you'd expect from a, a gang of people working towards similar goals together. But lockdown was a, a different story. You know, it was kind of weekly or twice weekly Zoom meetings and calls to try and keep people on track and see how people were getting on and then trying to figure out um, what facilities people had actually had access to. So whether it was grass or road or people, some people had kind of cinder tracks that were open and gym equipment again, another factor to, to think about. So for myself, it was, you know, the tarmac around Carrick was a couple of the abandoned industrial estates from the Celtic Tiger. And, you know, it, it served me well for a while. You can run fast on tarmac, but when you're, for myself and you're not getting into spikes um, often enough and there's not even really a decent patch of grass especially at that time of year around Carrick to do training in it took a big put a big impact on my body so like my calves really started to suffer I had to kind of cut, cut a couple of sessions out each week or definitely one session a week had to be cut out with running wise and I had to kind of really focus on getting good strength work and gym work done I spent a couple of hundred quid trying to get a gym equipment because it was all being snapped up as well online so got what I could there to keep myself going but it was certainly a big challenge, and you know, for the guts of three months, it was really kind of do what you can to maintain some of what you've worked hard for over the, the winter months, and uh, try and bring that through to and keep yourself convinced that there'll be light at the end of the tunnel with some sort of a summer season. But um, you know, it, it looked ropey enough for a while, and obviously, I'm sure everyone in my training group and everyone the same in every sport was thinking at some stage that things don't look good. But I think everyone kind of helped each other along, kept each other motivated in some sense. When, uh, when things were looking dark but thankfully we got to this stage and uh, I got back up to Dublin then probably mid-June I think it was and got back on the track in Santry and they obviously had it was very restricted as well so everyone had to be kept at limited numbers and things like that but just to have a coach keeping an eye on you for a session was a huge help again and uh, getting back onto the, the surfaces that we're used to and back into spikes was, was a huge bonus It makes it sound very that it's very difficult to keep that motivation level high when you're used to that group environment even though it's an individual sport there is that group environment that you spoke about and all of a sudden you find yourself in let's be honest for this stage of your life unfamiliar circumstances you probably haven't lived at home for that period of time since you left school over a decade ago yeah exactly yeah no i haven't been back in carrick for three months and since i was 18 is right so like once i went to college and moved to dublin uh almost seven years ago now so it was a uh, yeah. It was, it was like it was obviously nice to be back down home with mom and the dog and the three of us were getting on well and all that. But you're still so in such an unfamiliar environment once again, as you said. Um, and then like like John Connolly obviously has his training group there in Carrick, but um, and they do great work with the facilities around. And we all did when we were youngsters. But even with that, we couldn't even meet up to do sessions because it was strictly limited to one person only. It wasn't until kind of the last month that I was home we could meet up in threes and fours. So even though you're home with familiar people, you can't even uh, go back to any sort of normality. So it was it was a challenge. And, you know, in terms of the motivation, I was obviously flagging the motivation as everyone was as well. So trying to, I was trying to keep the, the lads that I'm coaching motivated as well. So that helped me to keep, keep on the straight and narrow because you kind of have to not even keep up appearances that I was training to keep them training. So that, uh, that was a help as well. But it was certainly uh, definitely challenging for, for everyone involved. 
And of course, then around Carrick and Shannon, there's a hub of athletics coming up through. I know you've come through and you've reached the level you're at. Aina Madden uh, is also a member of Carrick Athletic Club, and Lena McGuinness has come up and had some strong performances over the last couple of years. Uh, there's plenty of others too coming through. I know there's a few gone to, on scholarship to the States. How big is the sport of athletics in? in Leitrim at the moment because it's kind of one of those hidden things you don't really see it except for maybe the, the dozens of people out at training sessions on the Castle Car Road here beside us in the Hive Yeah, no I'd like, I think it's probably one of the most successful sports clubs in the county over the last couple of years I mean I think in 20, between 2018 and 2019 we had five uh, international athletes myself and Ian and Michelle Lannan Clive Lancy and Alana McGuinness like for a town as small as we are and a club with you know, no, you know, we don't even have a clubhouse or a base to call the athletics uh, home in the in the town. Um, I think it's it's an incredible achievement. And then, like you said, obviously myself and Aina have been competing internationally and winning medals um, at national level and titles in the last few years. And Alana coming up really strongly, going to European Championships with the junior relay team. And then, like last weekend, Alana and Teosi Fagbo raced in the hundred meters here in, in Santry. You know, they didn't get the performances they wanted because they had a gale force wind blowing down their necks but uh, you know they're coming up against senior international athletes like Phil Healy Marcus Lawler up against them in the lanes beside them so fantastic experience for them and it's the kind of thing that goes unnoticed I suppose down home a little bit but they won't be too worried about that you know like we're all in an individual sport for a reason it's to you know beat the clock and beat our own previous best so they'll be happy enough with their the challenges they've set for themselves but no, definitely the club in Carrick, I think it's just going from strength to strength. And there's a lot of people coming back in to do a bit more coaching now that we're there previously, um, like Siobhan Murta and people like that who were fantastic athletes when they were younger and now they're back in to give back to the sport. And obviously the more bodies we have, the better, especially these days when groups have to be restricted. But you know, once things opened up and allowed a bit of trend to go back, they were all biting at the bit to, to get back at it. And it was great to see um, groups back out training there back in June and July and, and onwards. <clears throat> of course as well you mentioned times and uh, it, it is a very much a, a case of you versus the clock more so than you around you um, in terms of the, the weekend I saw an interview after the game yes, or after the, the race yesterday where you said you were aiming for about 14-2 but you actually went sub-14 you must be delighted with the actual performance never mind the result on in the, yeah. the short race yesterday yeah definitely because yeah, I, I got into good shape for the indoors even though I hadn't really planned an indoor season and my coach Jeremy kind of twisted my arm to say you know, there's a national championship on, you're in good shape, jump in. So thankfully I did and I won the national indoors with two good times as well. So I was trying to hope and, like I said, carry as much of that form as I could into the summer. But um, with everything that went on, it was very hard to know what sort of shape I was in. But once I got back up to Dublin, I, I got back into good flat shape, so shape without the hurdles and my sprint speed was really good. And I was kind of not trying not to overdo it in the hurdles Um leading up to the Nationals because I pick up a few injuries when I do start to hurdle uh, very aggressively. So I was kind of hoping that, you know, like I said, 14-2 would be a solid time to win. I knew it would be enough because the guys that were in it um, haven't run that fast before. So I was like, if I can do that and they don't have a, a super day and they don't run PBs, I should get the title. And that was kind of, obviously the main focus of the championship is get across the line first. When I saw the clock, it stopped at 13.99 and it was corrected to 13.96. Um, yeah, I was obviously ecstatic with that. Like it was, that's my fourth fastest time ever, and it's the fastest time I've run at national championships with the legal win behind me. So um, it was obviously a great boost, and it's it's very encouraging for whatever we have to come next year. Hopefully, it'll be a bit more structured than it was this year. But um, 
it's nice encouraging signs to go back into a little bit of a break now and then into winter training again. You mentioned next year and of course people's idea uh, when they hear athletics, if they're not from an athletics background or understand how it works on a week-to-week basis, when they think athletics they think Olympics and of course the, mm. the Tokyo Olympics move from this summer where it would have been happening around about now to next year. Um, where are you on the totems pole of, of national champion to Olympic competitor? Wh- where is the gap and where are you in that gap? Um, I think at the minute, after the weekend, I'm around 70th in the world at the minute with that time. Now, obviously, this hasn't been a full and proper season, so there'll be athletes missing off that list as well. But I think based off uh, my race yesterday, my coach was kind of breaking it down that because we haven't got a huge amount of hurdle work done, my actual second half of the race wasn't as good as it normally is, even though that's normally where I do most of my damage. So my first half was actually really good, and if they put a put a second half onto it like I normally did with, with some decent uh, training focused on that area, I'd be pushing down towards the top 50 in the world this year. So, you know, there's a different system for qualification next year as well for Tokyo as was for this year, but it's kind of a combined point system. So basically, if you run a, a super quick time, which would be, it have to be quicker than the Irish national records, you automatically qualify. But most of the qualifiers will come off points-based system. So it's basically running fast in high-level races and you get a certain amount of points. So I think that will favour me as well. And, you know, look, at the Olympics is a very lofty goal, I suppose, for, for most athletes and myself included in that list. But with the new kind of world ranking system, at least I can say at the end of next year that I was top 70 or top 60 in the world or whatever that is. And it'll have a quantifiable number to be able to say I was only 20 places off the Olympics. It's one of those things I think maybe locally here in Leitrim we don't appreciate what, what you've just said. Top 60 or 70 in the world is a huge achievement. And mm. I think sometimes we underplay that because you're not on the podium at the Olympics. Asher, he wasn't any yeah. good. And I think that's unfair on these kind of sports is it's all ranked off what we see on the television, what we read on the internet or in, in newspapers. And I think um, for someone from this county to be at that level where you have a number in the world is mm. impressive. For it to be just two digits is even more so. So Jordan O'Donnell, five-time outdoor national champion, four in a row. Uh, congratulations on a fantastic result yesterday. Thanks for joining us today. We hope it won't take us long to have you back on the show again. And uh, the best luck to you and to everyone involved in in Leitrim Athletics. Thanks very much, Bethany. Now, of course, Gaelic Games dominated the weekend. So we're going to start in chronological order through the Senior Championship Games over the weekend. On Saturday afternoon, Alan Gales and Mohill clashed. Uh, this game probably billed as, as the most one-sided game given the form coming into the competition. Alan Gales secured their passage to the quarterfinals in the last round of games while Mohill were in fine form from very early on in the competition and topped their particular group. The game kind of went to plan. Alan Gales really rallied well in the second half, particularly in the third quarter. And after the game, I caught up with Alan Gale's player, Colin Morn, as well as from the Mohill side, their manager, Liam Keenan and Keith Keegan. Liam Keenan, mission accomplished, semi-final place secure. You must be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Delighted, Brefney, to be honest with you. Delighted to be um, in the semi-final. We came here today. That was the, the target and happy to be there now, yeah. In terms of the performance, talk us through kind of how the game developed in your own head there. Well, I suppose we, our first half performance was very, very good. Um, we left a couple of scores behind us early on, but then we found our groove and uh, we moved the ball very, very well and we took some great scores and at half-time we had a commanding lead and we were in a great position. Any concern with the way the third quarter panned out? Two goals there for Alan Gales, a couple of vulnerabilities maybe at the back? 
Ah, look at yeah, look at at, at half time when you look. It's it's rare you can find yourselves in a situation like that in in a quarter final that you have such a lead. But um, you, we we say the right things, you know. Keep going, keep keep playing the same. But sometimes lads' heads can drift a small bit. But uh, credit, you have to give credit to Alan Gales. They kept going, they kept going, and uh, and I suppose any team you're training, as long as they're they keep going right to the end, that's all you expect from any team. So you have to give them credit. But also, we probably flattened a small bit. You could be a little bit disappointed, but overall, delighted to get through. In terms of the final quarter, then you, you found that extra gear and you moved it back into championship kind of form towards the end. You never really looked like losing that game from the first couple of minutes really into it. No, I suppose, look, look at it. I suppose as you come here, we were strong favourites maybe to win the game. And uh, that can have its own problems too with teams, you know. Uh, you like your team to be focused when you're coming into a game, focused on the job at hand. But um, we've got good experience out there that when chips are down or we need a score we're able to generate one of those and we've got plenty of lads that can step up to the mark thankfully semi-final draw later after the other quarterfinals are played anyone you'd like to avoid maybe before a, a final appearance potentially in the future uh, look at I think any team you get now that comes through there's some tough games on this weekend and any team that comes through is going to be a formidable opponent uh, there's several teams going fairly well so it'll be interesting and uh, look forward to the games over the weekend and look forward to the draw Sunday evening well done today and the best luck in the draw and in the subsequent rounds thanks very much cheers Keith Keegan thoughts after that uh, look it's always great to get the win and you know in the second half there was a bit of a battle now they came back fairly good we took the pedal off a wee bit but um, look we came out with the win anyways and uh, happy out for us to the semi-final now and we'll dig in there and batter on a bit more now and hopefully get on to the into the final now after this it's been a long campaign although it's been squished into the last maybe six or seven weeks uh, what's it like being at this stage so early really since the first game ah it is fairly weird like you know um, you'd be going into like rain and wind and that but coming out here playing in the sunshine sure there's nothing different about it you know it's actually nearly nearly better you know You'd rather play with no fans in this less oh, distraction? Oh, well, no. Obviously, of course, you'd miss the fans, the roars and the shouting and, you know, uh, the atmosphere, the whole lot. Like, But, um, look, at it can't be here, they can't be here, so we'll have to dig in and win it for them, you know, and bring them home. In terms of that performance, you came out like a freight train at the very start. You built up a really strong, maybe 13-point lead at one stage. What was going through the mind when Drumshambo, when Al Gales got those two quick-fire goals? Um, nothing much. We didn't really panic now, you know. Um they were lucky enough for well they earned one of them anyways but uh, you can't really panic on the ball or you can't panic when they get a goal you know you have to get your next kick out or whatever about that but it's next ball next ball that's how you work it um, if you panic they get a point then you know you're you're kind of in the sums then but no get the ball and get out of it didn't, didn't really bother us I don't think much You topped your group fairly comfortable victory in the end today that you're pretty much installed as the championship favourites. Will that tag sit heavy with you, or are you happy enough to take that on your shoulders? Ah, well, look at sure. We'll take it on the shoulders, I suppose, and we'll carry it. But uh, I don't think we ever really went into a county final with uh, uh, as the as our favourites. But um, no, we'll take it on our side and look at. We won't think about it that way either, because every team has a chance of winning it. You know. Um, Ballymore, Manahan, tonight, even Fina and Fina and Leitrim Gales are like anyone can win it at this stage. You know, when you're going into a semi-final, it's all up in the air. Once the ball is thrown up, it's anyone's game.
Is there anyone you'd like to avoid in the semi-final? I know you don't know who's there with you just yet, but when the draw is tomorrow night, is there anyone you'd like to avoid, maybe push them back around? Uh, I suppose Balmore that are always on our backs and that uh, Manorhampton as well. Look at all, all the teams really, like, you know, Leecham Village and you have uh, Fiena as well. Fiena, they're full forward line and that. You'd be weary enough of them. Um, you would be. You'd be scared of most of them, I'd say, Balmore mainly, I, I suppose. <laughs> Listen, well done today. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Colin Warren, your thoughts after that game? Um, obviously, bitterly disappointed. Um, we fell asleep there for the first probably 25 minutes and they put in three goals against us and that was probably the win of the game for them. I mean, Mahal are a very good team, some top-class players and, uh, yeah, just very disappointed with the defeat. In terms of the performance, though, particularly in the second half, because it looked like they were going to probably bury you. That didn't happen. You really rallied in that second half, and although it mightn't reflect on the scoreline 100%, you really get put it up to them, in the, uh, particularly in that third quarter. Yeah, yeah, we kicked, I think, two goals, and um, yeah, defending improved and everything. We just picked it up. We just said after the at the water break there, just or sorry, at half time, just, just play for prize sort of thing, play for the jersey, to try and get two goals, a few scores on the board, and I think we did that, so we can be proud about that, I suppose. In terms of the season now, I know it's very quick after the end of it to, to talk about what's you've achieved this season, but there weren't too many pundits looking at Alan Gales as title challengers, possibly relegation favourites. You kind of put that to bed, you're secure the quarter-final spot. It mightn't have gone the way you wanted to, but it does mean the club's senior next year again and an opportunity for the likes of yourself, it's only your second season in senior football, to get that extra bit of experience playing teams with championship calibre like Mo. Yeah, um, that was something we focused on was keeping senior status. Um, every team is improving now. That I think the the quality of Leitrim football has improved so much. So there's so many good teams, and it is hard to say in senior. You know, there's uh, as I said, so many good players, so many good teams about. But uh, yeah, we've a lot of good players coming up next year, and yeah, just looking forward to the future in Gales. In terms of the experience here today, no fans, very very muted. Uh, in terms of a couple of shouts in from the sideline, from the the subs or the the management, you can hear every word that's said. How different is that on a championship Sunday? Yeah, it was very eerie coming in here, uh, very quiet. Like you need the you need the old lads in the stand shouting and roaring at you to keep you going, sort of thing. But uh, look at that's the circumstances you have to play under. But uh, obviously you won't be playing in front of loads of people here in Park Sean, But uh, yeah, that's you just have to do that, you know. Yeah, well, listen, well done today and a good performance despite the result. Thanks very much, Rafi. Later on Saturday evening, Leitrim Gales and Fianna St. Collins renewed their rivalries in the Senior Football Championship. It was the first ever time at the quarterfinal stage for the Leitrim Village side and they unfortunately ended their campaign with a defeat to Fina. After the game, I spoke to Reardon O'Rourke and Joe Flynn from Fina, as well as Brendan Flynn and his manager, Mal Guckian. Mal Guckian, your thoughts after that game? Um, I were bitterly disappointed to go out the way we did in the end, Brefney. Like it was a good, kind of entertaining game all the way through, but like in the final seven or eight minutes now, Fina were well on top, you know. Um, those chances that we could have taken, like, you know, um, there was two goal chances there, probably in the last 20 minutes. And on the other side, like Fina created probably three goal chances. And in fairness to Benny, he pulled off two, three great saves, like, you know, which kept us in the game. But that last seven, seven to eight minutes, Fina were well on top. In terms of the game, how does this fare in, in terms of your expectations of the of coming in? Because you knew Fina were going to be strong, particularly the, the forward segment. Just they, They've just got pace everywhere. Um. Yeah, God, Fina, like... Like in the other group, Fina were going very strong all the way through. 
with ourselves we were just concentrating on our own game and our own plan you know um, today it came together in parts but it didn't fully get elevated like you know so it was um, it was just one of those days You've taken this team from a Division 2 league side, intermediate championship side, to a, one of the competitors at championship level here, at senior level in both league and championship. You must be happy looking back on those four years, although you probably haven't had a chance to give it a thought to it recently anyway. Listen, I, I enjoyed the four years with the lads. <coughs> They've always given everything. They've worked great, and like you know, the community around the village and the whole lot, like you know, support has always been great. And what's upcoming as well with the youth, so there's like, you know, there's a good future there. I know the lads are young enough a team and I'm sure they'll bounce back and come stronger from every year. Any thoughts on your own involvement next year? We see you back because it's taken Fianna those two or three years at senior level to really get to this competitive stage. Can you see yourself back on that sideline again next year and pushing them on maybe that step further again next year? Um, as I says, all the week was just concentrating on this, like, you know, as Fina did or any team that was in the quarterfinals today, everybody had a goal at the end of it and that was trying to get to the semi-finals. So all the concentration and all the work rate went into that. So there's no, <laughs> there's no much brain power left for as to decide yet for Anthony. In terms of uh, the rest of the weekend and I suppose the rest of the summer, you would have had plans, you would have had hopes to be involved in football. What are you going to do to yourself for the next couple of weeks? Well, I have girls at home, so I'm sure they'll have everything planned out for me because I'm in the bad books for the last couple of months anyway. Listen, hard luck today, but congratulations on, on the last few years and the kind of the journey you've been on with Leitrim Gales. It's been great, I suppose, as a local to watch it, and I know it's given a whole region, as every club does to their region. So thank you very much for that, and congratulations. Thanks for all your support. Benny Flynn, thoughts after that? Um, geez, not great. What to call it? That was not an easy one to take, but... Look, overall, it's probably a grand year. We probably would have... T- ah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We're out now, so... I thought we were in that game a bit longer than... What was it? Six points, seven points in the end? I don't think that's a true reflection. Maybe the last ten minutes or whatever, but... Look, that's what it is. Nine points, actually, in the end. But in terms of... I suppose the last penalty and the last kick of the game nearly settled it in terms of that. The score doesn't reflect the game, but... Do you feel maybe the best side didn't perform on the day, or, or how did that work? Geez, no, I definitely think the bad, better team won. Um, our whole meeting there, we know we didn't show up today, and we've no one else to blame by ourselves. We were waiting for the first half things to happen. I thought the only bits of play we played well was because when we went down to 14 in the first half, I thought that's where we played our best football today. And then I just think lads maybe, maybe didn't perform. Look... A lot of things have happened this year, I don't know, just, it's probably the first game we didn't perform well in, say, the second quarter or third quarter, whereas other games we were blitzing them, them quarters in every game, so I just don't think maybe maybe our luck ran out today or maybe maybe they just had just knew exactly what we were going to bring the matches up perfectly, I don't know. Um, in terms of your own personal performance, some fantastic one-on-one saves there, maybe where you had no right to keep the ball out of the net, kept the team in the side, uh, kept the game, team in the game a little bit longer maybe than they might have done. Um, oh, I think that's irrelevant to be quite honest with you. Um, they look after me, I look after them whenever I can. Um, look, it could have been worse. We had goal chances, they had goal chances. Their keeper probably made saves as well, so I don't know. It's probably a bit of luck in that they got question marks over the penalty a little bit maybe I thought there was a free out before that then 
far that. I think the first goal they got, they just came down straight through the middle, so I don't think that was great from our behalf. Um, after that, I think we, we definitely had chances. We had wides, we had missed goal chances, everything. So, I don't know, maybe a bit more clinical than we were. In terms of your own situation now, obviously county season may or may not happen in the next few weeks. What's your own thoughts on your own preparation for the next few mo- weeks and months ahead? Um, geez, being brutally honest, my mind isn't. We ha- haven't heard too much, so I just have to put maybe the club is over now, so maybe put myself first, start working on work because it's a lot of time off getting time off for work. It's not easy. It's busy up in Dublin, so like football takes up a lot of your life, so we'll see what happens. Maybe there's more important things than football out there with what's going on as well. So, But just focus. I, whatever happens in the future, I just care about what happened here today. I thought overall these lads are great. So I look forward to next year with this group of lads. We have a young team. Whatever, if there is county going ahead, we'll deal with that then. I'll deal with that then and we'll see what happens. It's a hard look today. It can't be easy chatting to us straight after a defeat like that. So thanks for coming and having a chat. Cheers, Brefney. Thank you. Reardon O'Rourke, your thoughts after that victory? Uh, look, you just... Glad to get over the line now. You know we knew Dish and Dales be serious outfit, which, which they were now there today, and we were just we're all just looking very, we were just looking forward to this game and just wanted to get over the line, which thankfully we did. Conceding a goal just before half time in the manner you did, literally the last kick of the half. Sometimes it's a knock going into the half. How did you regroup in the second half? Because you came out all guns blazing. Yeah, we just spoke to. We, we scored four points in the trot just before that, and then they got that goal. So we just sort of said, go out and try and push on again. Just don't let us affect us, which I think. We took it well enough in the end. But. In terms of the second half performance, there never really looked to be a, a loser, particularly when you got that goal. It just seemed to solidify everything. In terms of the team, it must be huge morale to see them hit the crossbar one end, you go up and almost instantly score on the other end, and it's a huge six-point swing for you. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, We even missed a few goal chances there as well. We got lucky We got lucky that we, we won it well in the end, but like the scoreline didn't reflect the game at all. Uh, the Gales were strong throughout, and we just, the scoreline definitely didn't reflect the game at all. Obviously, your name is now in the hat for the semi-final draw tomorrow evening. Any thoughts on who you'd like to get, maybe, or who you'd like to avoid? No, not really, to be honest. No, we were just looking, we were just looking towards Eastern Gales today, and we didn't look past it at all. And wherever we get, we get, we'll take from there. It's been an interesting 12 months for the club because at the end of last year, you just about survived on the relegation playoff. Now you're one of the names that people are talking about possibly as challenging for this championship. You're in a semi-final. You've got the hard work done and really it's a case of now see who you meet. What's the mood like in the camp over the last 12 months? Uh, that's all right, yeah. We're, we, we trained hard enough over the lockdown and individually in that, but uh, we knew that the hard work would come in the championship and out there today. And that was real, Even though there was nobody here, that was a real championship game and just looking forward in the next two weeks, getting ready for whoever we get in the semi-final. How aware are you of the circumstances? Nobody understands. Do you do you notice it? Is it a big deal? I didn't really pass much heat of it now, to be honest. Towards towards the end, like it was, it was you know it was a real do or die. But uh, no, I wouldn't really notice that much, to be honest. No. What's next for you now? You have two weeks to the semi-final. Take a bit of time and regroup, and then go at it again. Now we'll probably meet up now Monday evening, train, and then Wednesday evening, take from there. We'll train hard now Wednesday. And the weekend then and look forward to whoever we get Listen, well done tonight cheers thanks for having me Joe Flynn it's quarter final done and dusted into the semis now you must be happy with the afternoon's work yeah um, delighted with it it was a tough battle um, 
Leitrim Gales threw a lot at us and it wasn't really until the final quarter that we pulled away. Uh, not sure actually what, what we were leading going into the final quarter. I know we were a point up. I think we were two points up going into the final quarter and then um, just things started opening up. We started stretching Leitrim Gales. They couldn't deal with the pace inside and uh, we just started converting our chances. So we're just delighted to get into the semi-final. It was a very competitive game for those opening three quarters to be fair and Leitrim Gales a bit of discipline in the first half cost them a Liam Morton for 10 minutes you didn't really capitalise on that you got point or two ahead but then they snuck a goal at the very last kick of the first half Yeah um, we were four points up you say Liam, Liam had gone off I know David Brown was down for about three minutes of the 10 so uh, he was managing the black card so but it, it was it was always going to be like that they were they, we knew that they, they would um, come at us um, their big strong physical side they were going to compete with us in midfield and they, they did that they had runners coming from deep from the wing and Aidan Flynn and uh, they're causing us trouble they're popping up with the odd score here and there um, to keep the pressure on and we're just to, to go in it was a bit of a sucker punch but the probably the half time came at the right time for us we could regroup um, in the start of the second half then they had a golden opportunity to, to score a goal they didn't they didn't put it away I think they hit the crossbar and um, we sort of never looked back from then yeah, there was two goal chances really. Stephen Goldrick pulled a, a shot across the goal and then uh, Liam Morton hit the crossbar before he went down almost instantly and scored a goal at the other end. And it was just, it just they never quite recovered. They never quite got their, themselves back around that. But but he just seemed to go from strength to strength. He just kept that scoreboard ticking over and the penalty from uh, in the in the injury time in, in the second half. What a finish. I know there's maybe the game was over, it was already decided, but to hit the top corner is a, is a brave act for any forward. Yeah. And up, out of fairness to um, Benny Flynn, he'd pulled off maybe three or four fantastic saves before that. So he w was keeping keeping Leitrim Gales in the game up to that point as well. Um, they had, yeah, they had. I think we suffered a, an injury to our, in our in our full back line, and it probably disrupted us a little bit. Uh, so they were getting in, but um, we still we we still never panicked, and that's the sign of a good team. Uh, it's a sign it's a sign of a young team maturing as well. So we're just happy with the way they they, they responded to all the challenges that were thrown at them, um, and it's so just looking forward now. You mentioned the last time we spoke to you that uh, your girlfriend was from Leitrim Village. Uh, are you single yet? <laughs> no, no, I haven't talked to her yet. I'll see. I won't be getting breakfast out there in the morning anyway. <laughs> Congratulations, Slejo. Thanks, William. Now, they say that goals win games, and on Sunday that was certainly the case as St Mary's scored a goal in the very first minute to set themselves up for victory in their clash with Melvin Gales. After the game, I caught up with James and Gareth Phelan, while from the St Mary's side, their manager Dennis Connerton and their fullback Connor Farrell spoke to me too. Dennis Connerton, you got to be happy with that result. Delighted, absolutely delighted to get to the last four. As I said previously, at times this year it didn't look like we would make it, but we made it, and uh, you know it was a fabulous team performance. I thought individually there was some big performances within it as well but as a team I thought we did very well today and I'm delighted to get into the semi-finals of the, the senior championship. You got goals at the right times in, in psychology at least one at the start one at the end of the first half it just sets up the team talk for you at half time really. Yeah and uh, you don't plan that sort of stuff you know it's, it's great to get it when it happens for you it was very quick thinking by Robbie Lowe at the, the quick free to get us the second goal that was huge for us uh, the start uh, last year it took 29 minutes for these young men to get a, a score against Melvin Gales so the start to get a goal at the very beginning today was a huge tonic for us. In terms of the game, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about this being a replica of last year's quarterfinal. It was all very different from last year. Maybe a, a heavy defeat last year for St Mary's. They're on the right side of it this year. What do you put that down to? 
Well, they're working very hard. Uh, I wasn't involved, so I can't talk about what they did in the past. But uh, uh, Benfield Gales really good team. They're some outstanding footballers, and uh, we got that goal. I, th I think the start was huge for us today. It was a massive tonic for to get, and we built on that 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 start. But they came back into the game after the water break, and it was worrying for us coming up to half time. But for to get that second goal just before the the half time whistle blew, that was big for us. And uh, you know, the goals win games, and uh, the fact that we didn't concede a goal was important for us also. Discipline played a big game in the ro in the a big role in the game today, should I say? Uh, they had a couple of black cards, a red card as well. You managed to keep the full complement on the pitch. How important is it in games like this, where they're tight battles, and it was a tight battle up until probably just that goal at half time, that to keep everybody available and, and on the same game plan. Yeah, yeah, that's important for us, and the, our discipline was very good, you know, by those young men. It's important that they keep their discipline, because your discipline will be checked out in, in an hour's club football in Leitrim, because it is a small county, and everybody knows everybody else, so they're very familiar with each other from being in county panels, under, whether it's underage, or whether it's a senior panel, or whether, under 20, whatever. So, like, they're all very familiar with each other, so there's no massive surprises going to be struck at any place. Uh, I was, Melvin Gales were, you know, they probably were a little bit frustrated, because the game wasn't going the manner in which they probably expected expected it to go you know they wouldn't have expected us to be leading by four points early on and then for for them for to have to come back and and to get level with us again you know and take the lead they were they were big big moments for them and they probably got a little bit fatigued in making that effort and that comeback that probably tired them out a little bit but mentally the, the games are draining uh, emotionally they're draining and physically they're draining and probably some of those lads were a little bit frustrated at that stage when they got those cards in terms of, I suppose, the bigger picture, looking in at the at the championship, you've been on plenty of sidelines across different clubs over the years. There's no crowd here today, and so there's nobody really either to get there to support players, to maybe influence from the outside and lift uh, the, the spirits of it, a team that's struggling or to, to push on a team that's doing well. So the teams that get ahead tend to stay ahead in the games over the last few weekends. Do you see that as well, or are you uh, kind of, does it even come into your thinking? No, well, well, definitely it didn't. It didn't happen for us because we went ahead in games and we lost that lead and we had to get last-minute points to win it and last-minute goals as well. So it's it's just very strange. I find the the lack of atmosphere has to be very strange for the players in particular. Honestly, as a manager, I don't mind because I don't hear. I I'd be so focused and so involved in the game. I don't hear anything, so it makes no difference to me. I must be, I must be, completely and totally deaf when the game starts. So uh, I don't mind that. But uh, for the players, it has to be so strange. But it's great to be playing football this year because at times, when you go back to April and May, I didn't think we would be playing football. So it's great to to be playing football, and it's really fabulous to be in the last four of the championship. Well, speaking of the last four, the very best look in the draw in just a couple of hours' time here on the, the Leitrim GA live broadcast. Uh, whoever you get the best look in the last four in two weeks' time. Thanks a million for that. Best of luck. Conor Farrell, captain of Carrick, St Mary's. It's, uh, it's been an interesting year for you, but you're here, you're in the semi-final spot and all to play for in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, delighted with today. Um, I think our game plan worked out well for us. Um, we are probably in a bit of bother. Maybe four or five weeks ago, people were talking around the county, that could, that could be us into a relegation final but uh, a lot of us stood up especially the young boys as well and we've kicked on from the from the Ahoville game the Ballamore game and today things went well for us so yeah delighted to be in the last four but that's, that's all we've done What is the changing point in the season because it's been an interesting couple of, of weeks as you said there was rumours about departures in the camp there was rumours about discontent in the camp but you really seem to put that to bed in the last few weeks um, Yeah I think a lot of that was really blown out of proportion to start with um, I think uh, we generally you know, this year there's been no league. Like we generally start slow in the league, and that we didn't have those kind of 
to get into our rhythm, I suppose. The first two games, we kind of we kind of slept walk through them, I suppose. And you know, Mo gave us an absolute hide, and we started drop tools, which was a learning period for us. And uh, yeah, I think we've grown from that defeat, and uh, boys have really stepped up. And once we got the win down on our will, and we just yeah, that was the changing point. I said, we just kicked on from there. I think more so nearly than the actual win in, in against Ahwil and Ballinmore was the nature of it. You conceded really late in both games, injury time, and to come down the other end and, and stick the ball in the back of the net and pop over those two points that you needed in those two games. What's been the difference? What's been compared to the first two games that you played? I suppose the, the only thing is is that if we lost in Ahwil and Ballinmore, we were gone. That that wasn't the case in Fina or Mohol. So our backs were really against the wall against both Ahwil and Ballinmore. So I mean, it was do or die. So, and you know. We grew from that massively. There's a lot of young boys in that team um, at the moment that are coming through, and you know they really stood up and they've grown massively since that. So, yeah, it's been all positive since then. So, yeah, thank God we're just the last two or last four. In terms of being a, a competitive team, and over the last three games now, after today, you can kind of say you're you're one of the teams that people are talking about as realistic contenders for this title. You're in a semi-final. There's any amount of teams waiting for you. Mohol are in there. Uh, Ballinamore, Manor Hamilton would be in there as well. And of course, Fina last night. You've played nearly all of those teams already this season. Uh, most of the teams coming from your side of the draw have actually progressed to the semi-finals. Does that tell its own tale about how competitive that side of the draw was? Um, yeah, maybe so. I mean. Yeah, and uh, the two games that, uh, yesterday and the day before, I think it was a bit in them all right in the end. But I, I saw the Legion Gales Fina game, and really, I think the scoreline flattered the actual the game itself. It was tied up until the last 15 minutes. So I don't know how much of a difference it was. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if if Ballinamore go through this evening, then yeah, it obviously does tell its own story. But from the offset, I suppose they said our game was our group was the group of dead, and I think yeah, I mean, if if Ballinamore go through, it, it kind of tells its own story, I suppose. In terms of today's game, let's talk about that for a moment because a pretty solid performance, score goal in the first minute of the game. It's always a nice start to get, but Melvin Gales came back into it. A few discipline issues. How did you cope with with having that extra player or two on the pitch at different stages? Um, yeah, I think coming into it, we said from the offset just to keep it wide, keep the ball in hand, keep it moving. I mean, I don't think we really deviated from that for much of the game. It didn't matter who, who how many on the field. Sometimes 14 men works in their advantage, but yeah, there was... You could see it out there as well in discipline from from Melvin Gales, and I think yeah, we 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 probably profited from it in in, in the last quarter in the second half as well, uh, when McLean went off, and then obviously Mulligan went as well. So, and I think the third guy got a black card in the last like five minutes. So yeah, I mean it made made our lives a bit easier, I suppose. And yeah, I mean that's just the way the way it's gone. In terms of you as a group of players, what do you work on for the next two weeks ahead of whoever you get to play in the semi-finals? I mean yeah, it's just going to be the same thing again. We've got a serious managing team in place this year. I mean. It's just a, a matter of us showing up, getting our heads right, and preparing for the next two weeks as best as we can. And then I, I don't think it really matters who we get, to, who we get in the semi-final. It's not going to change how we prepare. And yeah, we're just going to get ready for it and give it our all when it comes. Listen, Connor, well done today. Cheers, Art. Thanks, James. Feeling your thoughts after that game? Um, we were beaten by the better team today. Uh, we, we we probably just didn't bring the intensity that we needed to bring. You know. Um, we didn't get up to the to the speed of the game early on. We got caught for a couple of goals. We just went to sleep at times. We put ourselves in a position just before the half and put went a point up, but got caught again asleep for a goal. You know, and can't afford to do that in these games. You know, and, and that's it really. Those two goals, one in the first minute, one in the last minute of the first half, pretty much told the story of the game. But the discipline was a bit of a problem for you as well. Two black cards, are a red as well thrown in. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look back at the video of it. You know, I I didn't think that maybe some of the black cards weren't the worst weren't the worst uh, challenges I saw on the pitch today. You know, but listen, we've seen the, have pulled a few black cards this year. Maybe it's something that we have to look at. You know, 
what's your thoughts going into I suppose an extended period now coronavirus is a bit uncertain in terms of the club and where you are it's obviously the end of this season for you uh, what's your own thoughts well look you know I think in Leitrim we're doing good you know there's been good efforts as far as coronavirus is concerned I'd love to see this championship played out you know hopefully you know you know it should be played out and you know it's important year it's an important championship teams are going at it hell for leather regardless of what's going on so you know okay the supporters aren't here but you know the streaming is doing great and you know yeah look it's important that they push on and get this done in terms of the game today i suppose you were on the other end of this kind of result last year comfortable victory in the end for the opposition you were the the winners against st mary's at this stage last year they've reversed the trend this year what have you learned from this year's campaign because it has been a pretty good campaign for you in the middle between the first and the last games uh, look you, there's there's always lessons to be learned whether you're on the winning side or a losing side I, I suppose the important thing for us as a group is that we need to find you know consistency um you know out of the five games we've had this year you know we we went out in the first game with a bit of a whimper and i suppose got three real good performances and then came here today and just didn't find that performance again you know so the consistency is something that we probably need to work on um, what's your own situation at the moment? Have you given any thought to that at all? I know it's very early after the game. <laughs> I haven't really thought about that, but you look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a true blue, always have been. I don't seem as if I've gone anywhere <laughs> anytime soon, you know. Uh, I say we, we've often lost, but we're never beaten. Well, listen, James, thanks very much for all your help during the, the season and uh, hard luck today. Thank you, Brevny. Garth Phelan, obviously a disappointing day. What's your thoughts? A disappointing day. Any day that you get beaten in a championship match is a disappointing day. What's our thoughts? Um, thoughts is we didn't give. You know, we, we the most disappointing part is we we didn't probably play to our potential. That's that's the most disappointing of all. You know, I think there's a lot more in us than that. But we didn't, uh, for whatever reason, we can dissect it up, down, sideways and backwards. But we didn't uh, we didn't give all of ourselves, and that's the most disappointing part. They scored two goals at crucial periods in the first half and it's always hard to come back when you can see the goal in the first minute or two but especially as a goalkeeper, what's going through your mind when that happens? You've been in that situation, not necessarily conceding goals but those kind of setbacks early in games. You've, you've played enough ex- different scenarios over the years. Uh, conceding a goal at the, so early in the game, it's not really much of a setback. Like you, Sure, look, at you're down three points and that's the main thing but you, you know... It, it shouldn't determine the, 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 the game either. You know, there's a huge amount of football still to play, so I don't think that phased us too badly. You know, sure, we got back into the match, and um, in fact, didn't we go a point ahead, I think, in the, in the first half there? So, you know, we kept calm heads when we, did, when we conceded that goal. Um, I was disappointed about how we conceded the second goal because we, we switched off after we give the free and we left two men inside our cover, uh, and that's, that's just. Uh, that's just a criminal offence, really. Like you know, and, and we paid hard for that. And you know, instead of going in at half time, a draw or maybe even a point up, which we could have, uh, we went in four down. You know, so that that was uh, a bit of a turning point, I thought, in the game. You know, we and that was our own. You know, we were in charge of that ourselves. We we were in control of that, and we we let that one slip. In terms of your own role in the team now, obviously you're playing in goals. You've been there for the best part of, I suppose, two decades at this stage, if not even a little bit longer. But how much of your role now on a match day is is playing and how much is kind of guiding those around you? Yeah, I look, at um, I've been playing for three decades, for God's sake. <laughs> you're talking about two decades. <laughs> it's only Cubs that play for two decades. Uh, the, the, the role is, obviously, the main role is, is, is minding the nets. But, but the secondary role... 
is trying to marshal the defence. It's a very young defence. You know, take Fabian McMorrow out of it now, uh, and it's it's a young defence. Look, a lot of those, but there's three or four of those guys that are only 18, 19 years old there. You know, so they need a little bit of a heads up to get them up to the pace of championship football, and that's uh, that's one of the main roles as a keeper as well to try try my best to give them the heads up as quickly as possible. Do a wee bit of marshalling. You know, uh, other than that, just try and keep my own body half right to play the match. <laughs> That's it. Well, listen, hard luck today and uh, best luck. If we see you back in a jersey next year, is that a likely scenario? It's not likely, no, this is it. This is it. I can, I can tell you with full certainty that this is it. <laughs> we had uh, Martin McHugh uh, after yesterday's game. He's 50. Um, his fifth different decade. When they should retire. At least I know when I should retire. <laughs> McHugh wouldn't even know when to retire. <laughs> Hard luck today. <laughs> Cheers, Brefney. All the best. Now, the final game of the weekend was a repeat of last year's county final between Ballinamore, Shauna Heslands and Glencar Manor Hamilton. Most neutrals expected to see Ballinamore exact revenge for that defeat on their northern rivals, but it wasn't to be. Despite a bright start for Ballinamore, it was Glencar Manor who came into the ascendancy throughout the 60 minutes and even a late goal not enough to claw Ballinamore back into the match. It was unfortunately the end of the season for Ballinamore, Sean Heslins. We spoke to their chairman, Michael Quinn, after the game, as well as Sean Boylan and Evan Sweeney from Glencar Manor. Sean Boylan, is that what you expected coming down the road this afternoon? Um, look, it was always going to be a battle. Um, I suppose we got a bad start again, three points down to no score, but uh, it just shows the character of our lads. Like they're, they're a phenomenal bunch of fellas and dug in and got it back to level and we kicked on and I, I, I thought we were the best team on the day. Um, our work rate, our tackling um, was second to none and uh, I can't say enough about them. In terms of the game coming in, Ballinamore were the hot favourites coming in, even though you were came in as the defending champions. In terms of the game, as you said, you just kept that scoreboard ticking over. A very defensive setup. Was that intentional or something that just kind of happened out of necessity? Um, I suppose, look, we looked at a few things after the Melbourne Gales game and um, I decided we'd probably need to tighten up at the back a wee bit and we did that and uh, just we upped our work rate um, an awful lot more. And uh, I think you've seen it in the performance out there. As an individual, you're, you're well used to this level of championship co- action. You've been here as a player. You've been here behind the scenes as a selector before. First time in the in the manager's seat. How different is it compared to the other different forms of, of the, the semi-finals and this stage of the championship? Um, uh, look, it's, when you're involved with the club, I suppose, just organising fellas, I suppose. And But not a lot of credit has to go to Alexis Sean Doherty and Frosty there and... You know, lads behind the scene driving lads on, and it's like it's a whole collective. It's not about a, it's not a one man show, and never was, and never will be. And uh, we just have a great bunch together, and and uh, it's it's working for us. It's been well done today. Cheers, thanks, Ben Brefney. Evan Sweeney, your thoughts after that game? Uh, look at Brefney, we're just delighted. We knew it was going to be a very tough battle coming up here. I suppose a Ballinamore team that's really up and coming, and they've shown how strong they are over the past couple of years. So. We knew coming in here today we were going to be up against it and we probably got a little bit of the rub of the green at times but it was just a collective effort really, there was nothing fancy about it, it was just about team ethos and kind of teamwork really. You were set up very defensively but you just seemed to be in control from the start of that game, you never really looked like conceding. Yeah I suppose sometimes in games like this teams often mirror themselves, 
in the setup. So it's not like we planned to play like that. It's just the kind of situation that arose in front of us. But um, yeah, we just kind of played it as we've seen it. A lot of us are playing, you know, we're playing in these championship games for a good few years. So we just kind of just play it as we see it really and just hope for the best. But in fairness to Ballinamore, we know they'll be back again. They're a strong side. So for now, we're just happy for, I think it's two weeks time, get into the semi. So. In terms of the game today, I suppose you you came here knowing you were going to be up against a tough challenge. You played them in the semi on the final last year. It it was a very different game to the final last year. Yeah, it was probably the final last year was probably more open in the first half. Um, there was more space inside. Space was at a premium inside there. They're defensively very strong. Um, it was hard to get on ball to be honest in space in there. So it was probably a little bit different. The dynamic was different than last year in the final, but. Space, we pocket started open in the first half, but happy enough with the way the way we managed the game there in the second half. So, In terms of the attack, fairly low scoring at the same time, but you did take the scores when you needed them. That's it, yeah, I suppose. I don't know what the, the stats of it are, but I suppose our execution was good. Um, our shot selection was good. We weren't taking any crazy shots out in the wings. So, yeah, happy enough with that. In terms of where you go from here, obviously you're well used to the final stage of the championship, but... I think most pundits would have had Ballinamore's favourites coming into today. You've three teams waiting for you in the semi-finals. Anyone in particular you'd like to play, or anyone in particular, more importantly, you'd like to avoid in the draw in a couple of minutes' time? Um, I seen some of the games yesterday, and in fairness, this year there's ten. Was there ten teams in the senior championship? They're all of a good standard. And uh, two games here yesterday, I seen bits of them. You know, the standard was very good, so it's irrelevant really. Um, if you start looking at who you're going to get or the permutations. Usually it's going to come back to, to haunt you, so really we'll just see what happens. Okay, well, listen, well done today. Thanks, William Bradford. Cheers. Michael Quinn, chairman of Shona Heslins and Palinamore. Uh, what's your thoughts after that game? I oh, know we're very disappointed. We didn't play. We played for 10 minutes in the first half and collapsed after that. And we've no complaints. Manor deserved a win here today. But we're very disappointed in our performance. It's been a lot of work put in in Ballinamore over the last few years and some really promising signs coming out of the club. It's still a very young team and some really good young players coming through, plenty of lads in the county panel and lots of bright hopes for the future. But I think most neutral punters probably would have expected to see that come through this year. And mm-hmm. There's a bit of a disappointment being the club and how that has panned out this year. Yeah, definitely. We've put in a lot of work over the last year to get them up last year to get them to the county final for the first time in 21 years. And we hope to go one step further this year. But... We seem to, midway through that group stage, seem to fall off a bit with a few injuries and look at we had them all back here today, but it didn't happen. So we're, we're definitely disappointed. You know. Where did the club go, for, go to from here? Well, we have to go again. We can't, we can't stop and we won't stop. We will, we will make another huge effort next year again. We have a young team, as you say, and we have county boys there. And look, at, we, we have to keep going. We can't just stop. We've, made too much, we've gone too far to stop now and we won't stop. In terms of the, the personnel, obviously now the season's over, but 2021 brings its own new horizons and mm-hmm. there'll be some young lads coming through. Is there anyone coming through in that under-17 squad, maybe with McDermott and Gales that excites you and can add something to that squad that's there? Yeah, there's one or two. Look, at we at underage level, we don't have a lot coming through in terms of numbers, but there are lots of young players, promising players there in the future. But look, at it's going to take... There's a good team still there. Our team that's there are still... You know, they're young, they're fairly fit and we have to hope that they can, you know, put this behind them again and go again next year, you know, that's it. Of course, it's not the end of football in the club this season. Your intermediate team or your junior team, as yeah. it is at the moment, are, are running very well in the Vistamed Junior A Football yeah. Championship. Um, what's the, I suppose, the, the hopes for that side now? 
Well, should we hope to? We'd hope to go on and make a serious shot at it. Um, there are some good teams in that. We're probably we're we're one of a few second teams in it. So look, we've an excellent chance, and we hope to go on and try and win our win our quarter final and go on. Well, it's hard luck today, and thanks for having a word with us. Okay, thank no problem. In the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship, Gortletra set the early pace with a big win over Ochnashielan. Jack Heslin, Paul Maguire of Gortletra spoke to me after the game. While I caught up with Leitrim's 1994 championship winning goalkeeper, Martin McHugh, as he played 60 minutes for Ochnashielan at the age of 50. Paul Maguire, fairly comprehensive victory in the end. Ah, yeah, look at lads put in a big shift there. You know, lads stepped up to the plate today again, you know, and as we said, you know, I mean, People are talking about dying our games, and we just showed today we didn't die our games today, you know. Fairly comfortably at the break as well. So the second half, maybe a little bit of complacency set in, a couple of maybe chances that you would have preferred to see going between the uprights than maybe trailing to the left and wide. Yeah, we missed a lot of chances today. I think we could have two or three goal chances, a couple of points there in the first half as well. And then look at it, probably in the start of the last, you know, second half quarter, in the last quarter there, we now have to shield and get two scores there, either in either side of them two quarters, you know what I mean? So... That's a bit complacent there and then. But look, the lads reacted well and we got back into it again, you know. In terms of the actual outcome of today, in terms of what you'll take away from today, how much do you learn from your team today? Because Ochenshielen have been struggling all season and it was fairly evident there there was maybe a gulf between the two teams. Yeah, well, we can take lots of it, you know. We, uh, the way we moved today, you know, I mean, we worked on a lot of things there. Probably the big thing we worked on is being complacent and not, not dying out of games. And I was pleased today. Look at Ochenshielen are not a bad side, they're physical and... You know, they came back there. They got two two goals in the in the last in the last quarter. So it wouldn't right. You know, I mean, you wouldn't say Ochnashina are a bad squad. In terms of the the semi final now that you wait, you won't know who you play until maybe later in the weekend. In terms of that, I know Jack Heslin, for example, kind of will be disappointed in himself in the last 15, 20 minutes with a goal chance missed. Although it was a fantastic save, Martin McHugh is reeling back the years. But in terms of Jack's input, will he be looking to improve? And maybe in terms of just that little bit of focus. When when you're well ahead in the game, look at all the lads. They'll be looking to improve when they're focusing the game. Do you know what I mean Jack probably wasn't the only one that missed scores and lots of the lads made mistakes. Looking, that's things we can we can look back at now as well. So this, well done today. Best luck semi final. Here's Brefley, Thanks very much. Jack Heslin, your thoughts after that? Ah, oh, look. Uh, I suppose a win is a win. We're, we're glad this is where we want to be. Um, you know, getting to a semi final and uh, look, it was a tough game. Scoreline mightn't reflect it, but geez, the, you know they gave as good as they got. And um, look, we're just happy to have a win. Uh, semi-final now, final to come. But today was a, a battle between two sides that came down from a senior last year. How much do you read in the the difference between the sides on the scoreboard at the end of the game? I wouldn't read into it at all. You know, it's the look of the game. We you know we had a good 15 minutes there after the water or after half time. That was the winning of the game. But uh, no, we just take it every game as it comes. You know, we're not looking any further now than the next day, whoever we get, and that's just it. You know, one game at a time. In terms of your own performance, how did you feel you got on today? Ah, look, all right. I suppose we missed a few chances. We need to be more clinical the next day. Um, you know, Martin had a few good saves there. And uh, no, look, look, we're happy. We're happy to be a semi-final. That's where we want to be. What do the club take out of today's game? Because I suppose it's sometimes when you win a game this easily, you might not necessarily learn as much as you might want to going into the final stages of the championship. I know, as I said, the scoreline doesn't reflect that game there today. You know, that was a tough game. Uh, Ochtan Shield are a good side. There's, you know, great players. Collins there and a few of them lads. You know, they're very good. And you know, as I say, a win is a win. That's all. That's all we can for today. And we'll not read any more into it. Obviously, an open draw to be t- done tomorrow night. Anyone you want to avoid, maybe? No, uh, in no, the no. You know, we, we'll just take it as it comes. You know, whoever we get, that's it. And we'll just concentrate on that.
Listen, well done today. Thanks. Thanks very much. Martin McHugh, reeling back the years, there was one fine save there at the very end. I know, it's all about him good making a save, but he got the rebound again, you know, so um, I think two or three of the goals they got today were um, sort of half chances they had and we just caught it flat-footed, but um, look, that's, a, it's, that's where the game goes, sometimes you make a good save and sometimes the goals are going back to the net, but look, it's, I'm done, I'm finished, so I can't do any more. <laughs> now we've heard that from you a few times before, this isn't your first retirement, what's the chance of seeing you in the Ahoyle Colours, or Ahoyle Sheelan Colours, should I say, uh, next season? I know. We just let me let the body recover now. It's going to take another week for the recovery. Like, but uh, like we had three games there, but two weeks ago in a week. Like you know, you had a game on Saturday, the following Wednesday, the replay from uh, Barnacula, the Nestle game. So three games in a week. Had a man of 50 years old now. I don't think I'll have three games at 20 years old. But uh, look, I'll just let this year go by first and see what happens next year. But um, I think that the boost will be polished and I may sell them on eBay. <laughs> Well, you're the one that brought your age into it now. We've seen as we're talking about age and back in the in the days. It's 26 years since you won a, a Connacht Championship with Leitrim in 1994. How much are you enjoying being back playing football, even at, at this stage of your life? And I suppose you've had other issues in your life health-wise as well, and you've overcome that over the years. How much are you just enjoying being out playing? Oh, I, I absolutely enjoy it. I, I think, thank God, now up to now, I've I won all I can win, like, you know. And I think when the lads asked me to start the year, can you come back? Because we don't have a goalkeeper. And I said, look, I, I, I can still do it. I might not be as fit, but I just really enjoy playing football. And like you said, yeah, like I was sick in 2009, and it got me again in 2015. And I think it makes me really appreciate that watching cross this white line and tug out for your club is great. And uh, look, whenever I do officially retire, I will can I know I can look back on my career knowing that I, I gave it all. Since I think somebody mentioned some smart comment five decades playing football so I started up in Shielding with the senior team who was 16 years old so you work out the mess after that. <laughs> in terms of today though obviously a fairly heavy defeat on the scoreboard but does that matter at this stage of your career? No for, for me I was hoping to, to, to go to a bang like you know but uh, they um, got left to a good team like you know and we were struggling for numbers at the start of the year then you have injuries and top of that now you have five six lads of your first team missing like you know so you were going to struggle today Galetra like they were senior for the last couple of years and they got demoted so I think they'll be, they'll be there there, there about for the, for the final um, but they'll have to worry about the next game first but as for today look um, they, 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 they ticked, ticked all the right boxes today they moved the ball well they got the scores when it counted and they, I didn't, they didn't panic anywhere through the whole game even though the last 15 minutes we got two goals like, you know, they still didn't panic so it, it was a good game how important was it for Rockland this season just to secure that intermediate status and, and keep the club at that level for these young lads coming through? Oh yeah, that was a, our main aim. Like people were writing us off because we didn't have numbers. Like I think we were just some nineteen, twenty players. Most training sessions you have ten, eleven lads, twelve lads a train, like you know, even that's including your weekends. And with the pandemic that's on as well, it didn't really help either. Look, you no, know, they got left the same boat. But at start here we just wanted to stay up and I think that's why they wanted me to come back and think the game against um Esland, the last game you had Niall Murray tugged out and, and Brian McQueenie and so did um, Drake Moore and just have numbers because it's just so many injuries and looking enough now the game against Esland, the, the, the average age went from 20 up to maybe 30 when Niall and, 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 and Adrian Cullen came on as well like you know so In terms of the day that's in it hard luck on the score but congratulations just for being involved at this stage of your, of your 50 years on the planet 
<laughs> but look, uh, look, it, it, like I said though, a few minutes ago, it, it's any day you can tug out and cross your white line and, and play for the parish is a great day. Like, you know, there's, there's loads of people, lads like half my age don't want to play football. And I think the fact is that when I was sick, you know, I didn't I didn't think if we'd go back playing football and we won the senior championship in Longford and then we won the the, the um the, the intermediate championship there when it was when, uh, 2017 when I was 47 years old like you know and it's still kicking so look I, I think when you do be sitting in the stand you look back at your career and you know you give it all and you know like today look it's a bad idea office but it's still nice to tug out and, and play with these young lads that were, were probably still in the nappies when I used to start playing football <laughs> well done <laughs> thanks a million thanks a million thanks. good job Now on Sunday in the Intermediate Championship quarter-final, it was a repeat of last year's match at this stage too for both Bournecoul and Anna Duff, the local rivals who battled it out in Clune on Sunday. It wasn't to be for Bournecoul. Two early goals uh, cancelled out by just a string of points from Anna Duff. Some a fantastic performance, particularly from Connor Reynolds and also from the Anna Duff goalkeeper through the game was enough to ease Anna Duff into that semi-final draw later in the day. A massive thank you has to be said to Borna Kula for contacting us here last week and asking us if we would live stream the event. It was the first time we'd done such a, a task and live streaming an event with commentary and there was a couple of teething issues but a few lessons learned but overall very very happy particularly with the commentary on the day. We had a few issues with, with the picture and the quality of the internet out in Clune but all that aside the commentary myself and uh, Pat Farrell on the mic and uh, it was great it was great to catch up with Pat uh, also to hear his insight as a former player at both club and county level and as a current club chairman to give an insight into all of the things that are going on within the club at the moment uh, it was lovely to be able to bring that to the membership of Bornacula past and present and even just the, the neighbours who are coming across the border from Anaduff as well so thank you very much to all in Bornacula for the invite uh, it was a pleasure to be able to bring that to the people who couldn't get to the game now in terms of the actual action uh, let's hear from the the participants themselves i spoke to the anaduff captain alan glancy and the, his manager carl foley as well as seamus mallon manager of bornacula seamus i don't really even need to ask you how you feel because it's kind of written all over your face how are you how are the thoughts after that ah uh, we're down we're down uh, we had opportunities to thought to win the match i know anaduff put in a serious let's say a third quarter and they ran at us and we struggled in places, uh, taught the full back line. I know Ray Cox, in fairness to him, played a great game, but we didn't give our full back line enough help out the field. And they went four up. Uh, the water break came at an ideal time for us. And I think Danny kicked a long range free to bring it back to three. And then we had up, the water breaks suited us. We got back into the match. Uh, I think it was a one point game. I think we had three opportunities to draw level. And we didn't take them and when you don't take your opportunities i suppose at this level in the championship you don't deserve to win it really was just uh, i suppose the width of the paint on the post that separated you maybe on two occasions yeah 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 look shane was my own nephew he's young it's his first year we do we forgive him uh damien Moore had a chance or two i suppose danny in fairness to him has been kicking the ball really well all year we're talking i think it hit the crossbar and the post and they're the fine margins i suppose um it would have been great if we had drawn level just to see what would have happened we had a bit of momentum in the fourth quarter we just didn't put it on the scoreboard uh, i suppose if i'm reflecting on last year it was a different type of day um, we played 
first half reasonable I think there was three points in the half time and Anne Duff came out and said and they literally ran us off the pitch we had no legs at all so I think this year condition is better we like to compliment the lads they worked hard they worked hard during the lockdown um, so we have made progress but not enough to beat Anna Duff today and I wish them good luck I wish Carl good luck as well he's doing a great job there he's He's a big panel to deal with and he has to try and blend the old with the young. Not always easy uh, and I'd say that with my manager's hat on. As a manager, you know, it's very easy to get things wrong, Brackney. <laughs> so, Carl, I wish you good luck. Um, you're doing a good job. Uh, the last two years, I think the team that has beaten Anaduff have won the Intermediate Championship. So, they're going to be in with a shout of winning it this year as well, I think. Absolutely, well, hard luck today, Seamus. Thanks, Brett. Good, because I know we spoke at the start of the season, and I know uh, your your goal for the year was just to survive, and you've done more than that. You finished second in the group, and a, a very respectable quarter final against potential champions and enough here today. Thank you. Thanks, Brett. Alan Glancy, that was one hell of a battle. Yeah, that was that was a tough game there. Uh, Bornacula, every year, any time we play them, they they bring the best out in us, and uh, fair play to them. They gave us a great game, and uh, look, we're just delighted to get over the line. Didn't look like it was going to be your day after about 15, 20 minutes. They held a six-point lead, two goals, two forty-four points to lead. And uh, there didn't really look to be much in, in the tank for Anadolf, but he turned around big time in that yeah, middle third um, of the game. Look, we, Bornacula came rushing out of the blocks. They were, you know, they might have got some of our lads on the hop, but uh, look at, I know our lads, we're training, we're training ferociously the last three years. Uh, any team that plays us, like, they know it's in us somehow. So, uh, you know, once we get going, like, I'm confident in the lads that we can do it. Like, In terms of that middle third of the game, you just took advantage. You turned that six-point deficit into a three-point lead, nine points without reply, and you just kept that scoreboard ticking over. What do you put that down to? Um, it's just, it's, it's just uh, going back to the training, like don't like doing drills, not panicking under pressure, like doing the simple things. Like There's, uh, there's four breaks in the game. There's 60-odd uh, 60, 60 minutes in the game. There's loads of time. There's no need to panic. Um, one score takes two scores to beat, and uh, you know when when the points are going over, like it's it's hard to stop a team when they're when they got the f the, the front foot down, like and that's what we showed there. It's always nice to get one over on the local rivals as well. But you're into a semi-final, and that's the next priority in two weeks' time. Anyone you'd be particularly looking to avoid, maybe in that semi-final draw, no. you know, two of the potential opponents already in the shape of Carrie Gallen and Gort Letra. Another game still to be played this afternoon. Yeah, uh, no, doesn't matter who we get. Like um, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a dog fight between whoever it is you know skill will get you so far but when you're getting to these these this latter stage of the championship uh, it's about guts determination and uh, our lads showed it there today you've been there thereabouts this level in the championship in the last few years have you got what it takes to just bridge that gap and get to a final and, and win it now absolutely i've all full confidence in the lads um it's just a matter of the lads believing in themselves and look at whoever we get we'll uh, we'll give it all and that's all that's all we can do Listen, well done today, Alan. Thanks a million. Carl Foley, we're here in an almost empty clown. It's been empty for all day, really, apart from what was happening on the pitch. It's been an interesting game. Happy to come out of it on the right side? Oh, definitely, definitely. We knew the battle we were going to be put up against today. Um, they, they, I, I, they're a big, strong, physical team, and they had improved so much this year compared to when we played them this time last year. Um, I knew the physical threat they had and they showed it inside the first 15 minutes. They were, they were far the better team inside the first 15 minutes. Um, it took us a long time to take a strong hold on the game, but I think the water breaks helped us. In, in, in certainly the, the, the first two water breaks helped us to regroup and reorganise and get things sorted out. 
um, it kind of helped them the last water break they came back into it and it was nervy but um, I, 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 you know it could have gone anyway but I, I'm absolutely delighted to be contesting another city final. We were doing live commentary of the game on the Borna Kula Facebook page and one of the things that Pat Farrell mentioned in the commentary was it was quite strange to see two defensive uh, changes so early in the game before half time not normally done but it just seemed to nullify that threat that maybe the the full forward line of Bornacula had had in the first 15-20 minutes of the game. Yeah uh, I felt if I didn't make that change it uh, could have been a totally different outcome to the game. Um, we made a lot of changes throughout the game and, and, and had to. Um, it was all about trying to get a bit of physicality on the field and, and uh, uh, particularly around the middle of the field winning breaks and trying to stop the, the, the amount of ball that was going inside in, in so early in the game and that's why we made the change. It was tactical, it was um, purely based on, on, on physicality and thankfully it worked. In terms of the rest of the championship, I suppose you are where you kind of would have aimed to be. You were here last year at this stage, semi-final stage. Uh, you've been knocking around, whether it's with Anna Duffer in a previous life, Leitrim Gales. You've been there and thereabouts at this level for a few years now. Um, what's going through the mind as you kind of get ready for the next two weeks and what's in future? Yeah, well, look, we've had the luxury of being here um, two years ago, uh, semi-final, semi-final last year. Um, obviously, we want to go one better from 2018. It's tougher when you see Gartletra and and Andrew Mahir and now the surprise package in, in, in Kerry Gallen coming through the ranks so um, it's going to be another battle, it's going to be another tough encounter but we'll be ready for it and you know we've got the likes of Jack Hughes coming in there this year has made a huge difference to this team and you know young lads, subs are full of young lads there and they're bringing you know uh, uh, it, training is vibrant, it's, it's, it's busy, it's good, it's competitive and it's exactly what we, we want and we're not going to do too much differently than what we have done in the last couple of years in terms of preparation and it's all on, on the day and it's all who wants it the most because there's, there's, there's nothing between the four teams left. Listen, well done today. Cheers. It's always nice to get one over in your local yeah. rivals and uh, a bit of bragging rights down locally well, in Drummond maybe. That, but all the um, commiserations to, to Barnacoola, they were um, really good today. And that, folks, is it for another week. Thank you to everybody who helped out over the weekend to help us get around to games. And the accreditation system over the weekend was excellent, I have to say. The county board, if you like it or loathe it, we're not taking sides. But the fact now that they've done it behind closed doors, uh, there's professional security on the gate. So it's not your average volunteer. There's bouncers there to keep you out of the games. And it really is in your best interest. But the, the security has been excellent. There's been no issues with people coming in and creating problems then explaining why somebody's in the ground and a full credit to Leitrim County Board it might not have been the most popular decision but once it was made it's been really really well implemented and our players and our officials and everybody involved in the game it feels like a safe environment in terms of the numbers that are in there so so kudos to everyone who's been involved in that from a county board point of view i'd like to remind you that all of these interviews that we've had with all the people you've heard on the show today you can get them a little bit ahead of the show by subscribing to our youtube channel don't worry it is completely free we're not charging you for it uh, but you can see those people and you can see the facial expressions that go into their answers as well sometimes with a bit of a smirk or a smile uh, you can tell maybe that 
the person isn't been quite 100% honest, but she'll let you read into that what you wish to out of uh, our videos on the YouTube channel. All you've got to do is go to YouTube and type in Leitrim Daily um, and you'll find all of the videos there over the last few weeks. The numbers have been going through the roof over the last couple of days and over this weekend we had 4,000 people check out the videos over the week. So that's a huge vote of confidence in what we're doing and we're delighted to be able to bring that to you as well. We are going to be working very closely with some of the other media around the games as we get closer and closer to the final stages and as these games start to become thick and heavy over the next couple of weeks uh, across the men's and women's championships of course no senior and intermediate men's games next week those semi-finals in two weeks time there will be junior action and there'll also be the ladies senior semi-finals and we'll be focusing on that big time on friday on the show anyway that's it for me thank you very much for joining it's been a bumper show today i hope you enjoyed it and we will talk to you on friday